Welcome back, everybody, to the Exit Interview Podcast. This is episode 14, I believe. And as always, I'm your host, TJ Shark. Thank you. Thank you for listening. This one is a really fun episode. I'm going solo yet again for this one, but these are sometimes pretty fun. Maybe they're just fun for me. I don't know. But on today's episode, I discussed the 13 different types of personalities in every office. Are you one of them? I don't know. That's for you to decide. Be self-aware. Wake up. Let's go. Let's do it. I'm excited. Before we do, I want to give you guys a little weekend rundown. Uh, As always, let you a little bit into my life here. And uh, this weekend, again, another gorgeous weekend here in Ohio. We got we got to get as you know we got to cherish as many of those as possible here in Ohio uh, because we don't get many of them. So. Uh, but this one was really fun. Uh, it was planned for a while. It was my little sister's graduation party. She's uh, just graduated uh, from the high school that I went to in Stowe, Ohio. And now she's going to the University of Akron where I went, where I graduated from. So I'm very happy and very proud. And uh, she's studying, what is it, biochemical engineering, I believe. Something that, heck, I can, even, I can, I can barely even say, let alone even think about doing. So congratulations to her. Big shout out. Uh, Her graduation party was really fun. We had family, friends, people I haven't seen in eons. Uh, And if you've listened to any of these podcasts before, you know, just uh, beginning of July, uh, we did 4th of July camping with my family. And we always love to hang out by the fire and all that. Yeah, well, Saturday, I was up until 3 a.m. discussing very deep things around the fire with my, my uncles and my mom and my, and my grandma too. Uh, oh my, it's, it's always a blast. But then I was paying for it the next day because I had to help a buddy move and I woke up and I had to help my parents like kind of tear down the house or at least tear down a lot of the stuff from the party, clean up and do all that. So I woke up, wasn't feeling the greatest, but Got that done, helped them clean up there, visited with family for a brief minute, then kind of shot back uh, up to Cleveland to help a buddy get all his stuff uh, moved and, and situated. And uh, needless to say, I was exhausted, you know, after after a day like that or a weekend like that. So anyways, hopefully you all enjoyed your weekend just as much as I did. Let's get into it. Like I usually say, without further ado... Here's my solo episode of the 13 different types of personalities in every office. Which one are you? All right, so for this segment, I wanted to dive into something a little entertaining maybe that we can all uh, relate to, right? And I was just thinking the other week, could you name the top, I don't know, three or five or maybe even more different personalities in your workplace and we all we all run into them right we all have to deal with different personalities and and those type of people I came up with a few Uh, mine were the the kitchen snob right everybody has that uh, one person that is always writing those passive-aggressive notes probably never really you know, signed anonymous on the bottom and, uh, you know, always complaining about the, you cover your stuff in the microwave, it splats, it's splashing everywhere or, um, 
you know, right and everything on the fridge or say make the coffee after you deplete the coffee, which, you know, I, I can kind of agree with that person. No, you know, we're in a community living space, not even just a, a working space, but a living space. And if you have to walk in there and you get the last little drip of coffee or so it's not enough, so you have to make some because the last guy didn't leave you any, that's the worst. I hate that. Um, or, you know, just the dirty-ass microwave or dishes everywhere, and then you got to do, do the dishes. Um, so I get that. Uh, but what I'd like to see out of that person would be sign your name on it, man. Own that shit, you know? Say, hey, dick, cover your macaroni and cheese or your uh, tomato soup when you boil it in the microwave so it doesn't splash everywhere so somebody else has to clean it up or at least clean it up. Sign John. If you have a problem, come to me. <laughs> Maybe you don't have to be that aggressive, but it's, it's you know, like I said, I think there's some pride. Dude, come on. Take responsibility. Don't, don't like, be the passive aggressor. And I think that's another kind of personality, right? The, the passive aggressive person that will never truly tell you. And I've seen it in managers, too. Will never truly tell you really what's going on, but you need to read between the lines of... You know what they're telling you to do or whatnot. You know those are those are kind of those are infuriating. Uh, the other one would be the pushover, the person that's very meek, and uh, maybe like maybe the goody two shoes. I think that's a better way to put it. The person that's the goody two shoes that you're almost afraid to be your own self around, or else like they'll say, "Hey, you're not working," or "Hey, you know," they might tell your boss. If you say something wrong, I actually had a, a story of one of those, and I think I could probably bring it up because it's so long ago in my past, but I had an individual um, that, I guess she was a manager of a certain type, but this was way back in college. Uh, she was just very quiet and very meek, but then she was no nonsense. Like, I couldn't even... You couldn't really have a conversation with her without her kind of going, <clears throat> I, I think we should get back to work now. I, I don't think we should be talking very much. And I couldn't believe it that I was, like, there was a person out there this, like, almost satirical, really. And, I, I mean, it was a job that I was uh, importing case files into a computer for a law firm. So, really, I mean, there were thousands upon thousands of, of cases that needed to be input into this system. And, I mean, even if you worked your ass off and did like 800 files a day, it'd still probably take a couple of years to get through all of them. So, <laughs> you know, basically, and this wasn't all my aspect of the job, but it initially was. And when she was there kind of overseeing me, but we were like locked in a back, dark, quiet room just with two computers and a, just a mound of files all around you. And we had to take one individual at a time and input the case number and do this and do that. And to do that for five hours or six hours or even four hours straight, that's maddening to anybody. And she didn't think so. She was a robot. She was... You know, just I would be working, you know, I'd maybe punch in 10 cases or get through one whole box and then maybe read a quick ESPN article for 
two, three minutes and then jump back to the next box and punch out another 10 or 20. Anytime I would go on the, the internet and not be on this, she would be looking over kind of my, my shoulder. She was next to me. And, you know, she kind of, you can tell she was looking. She could tell she was disapproving. And then she actually um, would, like, call me out on it and go, I, I, you, do you think that you should be doing that? I, I don't, I think we should be working. You know, and it's like, oh, my God, are you, are you freaking serious that you're, like, I couldn't believe it was a real person. And then, like, anytime I tried to have maybe a personal conversation, which was outside of lunch hours, maybe, or maybe it was even during lunch hours, because she'd be the type of person that would eat her lunch in five minutes and then get right back to work. And, you know, it just, that was a very unique circumstance. I'm sure not a lot of you have ran into that. If you have, please, please let me know, because I need to know that Maybe I just wasn't in some sick fever dream, but that that was uh, that was one for the books uh, of, of of an employee. So what do we have so far? We have the the passive aggressive person. We kind of have the meek, the maybe tattletale. Um, we have the kitchen person. Uh, I was actually looking up, and this is the first time reading this because I was looking it up as as I'm recording here to see if. Somebody has a list, and actually I found a really cool one, it's, uh, and it matches right up with things I've already uh, said. 13 personality types in every office. So the first one they have here is the passive aggressor. Though not openly complaining that someone else isn't working as much, this person can't resist uh, mentioning how late he or she stayed last night. Oh God, I love these people. Uh, or their insane amount of workload. So always complaining. Okay, yep. They also leave anonymous post-it notes asking for compliance in their ridiculous request like, when the, oh, here we go. When the coffee pot is empty, please refill it and be more considerate of others. Thank you. <laughs> Everybody knows that guy. But like I said, sign your name on it and I think you're, it's good. Because I get it, you know, like I said, I hated the coffee being emptied, and there it is. <laughs> now, let me mind you, I'm not the passive aggressor, at least I hope not. I'm, well, actually, I know I definitely am not. Uh, like I said, I'm very, um, uh, this podcast centers around being self-aware, right? So this is just as fun and as good as us looking at this, but also looking at ourselves to see if we're any of these personalities, and I really, yeah, I'm definitely not the passive aggressor. So the next one is the backstabber. Ooh, okay. We, yep, that's, that's a good one. This person pretends to be your friend just long enough to make it really hurt when they steal your ideas or badmouth your, your management. They creepily watch your every move, and next thing you know, they steal your idea. I, you know what? I have seen this. We've all seen this probably portrayed in, in movies. I think I just watched a movie recently that uh, portrayed this type of personality. I've personally never ran into it myself. Uh, and, but, but I'm sure, I mean, they're definitely out there. I, I know that there's definitely people out there that, uh, will hear ideas and not like them because they weren't their own. Uh, and then if they come up with a very similar idea, just maybe said differently, they'll be like gung ho and be like, yep, that's what we're doing. That is, uh, some of you may not believe that, but I have run into that personality. 
that has happened. The next one, ooh, here we go, boom, we're banging all, all cylinders now, the kitchen slob. So this isn't the kitchen uh, policeman, this is the kitchen slob, okay, this person heats up fish in the microwave, yep, that, yep. They stick burritos in the microwave that explode. They spill coffee all over the counter. Yep, and they don't leave it there. So, for all of you out there, again, you're living in a community, not even workspace, but living space. I say that because our jobs take up the majority of our waking lives, right? We're, we spend the most time there. And that's kind of sad in a way. Maybe for some of us, but maybe not for all of us, because some of us really, really love and live and breathe our jobs. And, and congratulations to you, because you've you figured it out, right? You found something that works for you. So anyways, um, the kitchen slob, the next one would be the chatterbox. Okay, the guy that you just can't get to stop talking. I know those conversations where you start with people, and I'm actually, you know what, I'd probably be most closely related to this one I'd say I don't think I do it enough to where like I can sense when somebody wants to leave right when you're in the conversation at least I hope I can uh, but the chatterbox let's see what it says about them the entire office avoids this person like the plague as soon as they open their mouth you know you're going to be tortured in a 30-minute boring story <laughs> whether anyone is listening or not the chatterbox just can't keep their thoughts to themselves ever Okay, I'm not that bad, so I'm, I don't think I'm, I'm that way. I just enjoy talking. Um, but I think, too, this person likes to pat themselves on the back a lot, you know? It's almost very similar to the, um, the past... Or no, I'm sorry, what, which one was it that they said that they always take on too much? Where they take on too much, they complain, I was the passive aggressor, right? So, the chatterbox, I just think maybe they're more egocentric. They're just, you know, if you've ever watched Brian Regan stand up, the me monster, you know, me, me, I, me, me, this, me, oh, I did this. Be careful of that guy because, yeah, you're, you're going to hear a lot of stories that you probably don't give a shit about. So, <laughs> that's, that's another one. The next one is the delegator. This doesn't sound that bad on the surface. Let's see. This person constantly delegates work to others, okay, and never actually does any work on their own. Their walk around the office is like a drive-by shooting as they file a folder onto your desk and promptly demand to report back by 3 p.m. So this, for a lot of people, could be, you know, like managers. Um, this one made me think of an interesting one. I'm not sure if it's on this list later, but... You always have that person that uh, maybe you have a job and then they do the other part that's essential to kind of completing your job. And you go to them and basically asking them to do their job and they couldn't look more stunned or exhausted or like, are, do you, are you serious coming in here and asking me to do this right now? And it's like, well, yeah, it's, it's your job kind of to, to do this. Don't roll your eyes and act like I'm the bad guy that makes you do your job that you're qualified to do. You know, I'm sorry that we got an order late, but this is what has to happen. And this is what you're hired to do. So uh, I've seen that personality plenty of times before. The next one is the workaholic. 
they tend to be aggressive, independent, ambitious, volatile, and rigid. They're always the first one in the office and the last one to leave. The workaholic eats, sleeps, and breathes work and looks down on coworkers who actually have a life. Yep, I think we all know um, probably somebody like that. Almost, I'd say somebody we feel almost inferior to a little bit, and they make you feel that way, which, you know what, that's, that's a big thing, and I don't want to get too far off the point here, but I'm sure you've all seen it. A lot of the motivational people out there, uh, we're in a content creation world. It's what I focus on a lot with my business is content creation because really I think where we're at in marketing, where we're at in our lives, it's, it's, it's just about attention. Influence is, comes with attention too. And that's why there's influencers, you know, Instagram and YouTube and LinkedIn and all that, because if you have the eyeballs, that's currency. That's the new currency is influence and attention. So what I like to say about my business is, I create attention for you. You know, I'll create the attention that will ultimately lead to more money in your pocket. Um, so anyways, that is, let's see, the workaholic. Oh yeah, what I was going to say about that is the fact that a lot of the motivational people out there, like if you're not out there making content because maybe you're worried about what others are going to think, that's bullshit, cut that shit out right now. A ton of people are out there talking about it too. Just put yourself out there. Gary Vee is a big proponent of that too as well. He, you know, he's definitely quantity over quality. Now I know that other people might disagree. There's some people I know that would disagree that it is, it's more about quality. But when the chips are down and, you know, you just, and you're starting out, I, I think it's definitely more of a quantity game than quality for right now. As you grow as you make more money and as you learn more editing things and and polishing things you'll get better it's just it's like learning by just doing so you know if you're not a a very talkative personality you know you're not going to go to a debate a speech and debate class and just be a rock star right away it's something you have to work on so that's why i think right now is a, a great time with all the technology that we have is I don't care if you're introverted, I don't care if you're, you know, afraid or you're fearing what other people may think of you if you, you know, put something out there. You just got to say, fuck it, what other people think. I'm putting it out there and I'm seeing if it works. We're, we got to see what works. You got to define who you are. And I think right now, and a big part of me is be authentic. You know, I, I think that's what people gravitate to is the authenticity. And if you're speaking about something that you're passionate about, that's that's a key. Is you you can't just you know do something because you're a good growth hacker, right? I was actually just listening to a lot of this on a Gary V uh, podcast. Uh, or sorry, not a podcast, but a YouTube clip. I think it's like data versus culture or something was the thumbnail and it was really good. He interviewed a guy from YouTube and he was talking a lot about, you know, like this and it was, it came down to, yeah, just it's quantity and, but, but it needs to be of passion. It can't just be that you're a growth hacker and you go, Hey, this is popular right now. So I'll make a, like, I, I'm not an artist, but I'll make a YouTube channel of painting. They're not going to be very good paints. Actually, you know what? That might work. So who knows? 
Um, but anyways, so that aside, um, I forget how I got on that, but the next, uh, we'll continue the personalities list here. The next one would be the noisemaker. This person is obvious to, wait, hold on. This person is, oh, I'm sorry, oblivious to how they are infuriating everyone else around them. They make noises with their uh, whistling, singing, humming, chuckling, cracking, gum snapping, cell phones, you name it. I think we all know that person too. It's just like, you know, pick up your goddamn phone if it's buzzing. Yeah, it's on vibrate, but all we hear is just that thing and like they're in the bathroom or something. <laughs> That's what I just read. It was funny. I was at a, uh, um, I'll even say this one. This is, I was at the radio station at the time and uh, one of our on-air personalities, our traffic director, used to always get on all the girls in the summer for uh, walking around in, in sandals because all you'd hear was that flop, 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 flop every time they walked around. <laughs> and he goes, oh, I hate stubborn with, you know, he was kind of a curmudgeon guy. He was a cool guy. Um, but he always used to kind of razz him about that. Uh, the next one, let's see, the meeting scheduler. Okay, this guy who like nothing more than, or this guy would like nothing more than to have a meeting all day, every day, 365 days a year. <laughs> it's truly his favorite activity, so much so that you can envision him calling a dinner meeting at home or scheduling in a bedtime story meeting with his kids before bed. Yeah, yeah, I, and usually a lot of those times, those meeting scheduler people, it's because they're never getting shit done. You're never taking action. Take action. Next one, number nine, the gossiper. This person lives for the latest office scandal, whether it's actually true or not. I think we all know that one. We don't have to get too much in debate. That's a pretty common one uh, for most offices. They spend their day discussing a coworker's troubled marriage, weird eating habits, who's on the verge of getting fired, salary differentials, and who is going around with whom. Next one, number 10. The overly ambitious summer intern. Ah, there you go. They seemed great at first, but now they're popping over your shoulder like a whack-a-mole from hell. <laughs> they are more of a headache than help, and you're counting down the days until they have to go back to school. It just, yeah, that's uh, the overachiever a little bit. The guy that just, you know, he's almost, I can relate it to like the guy that wants to do everything by the book and, you know, is always gung-ho. It's like, dude, let's just, you know what? We can take a break right now. We don't have to get it done right now. Let's just be human beings. Let's see if something happens naturally. You don't just force everything. Calm the fuck down. <laughs> the Debbie Downer. They do nothing but complain about coworkers, their workload, the management, and the corporate policies. Oh, okay. I always love a good bitch session. I might fit into this one. <laughs> I, I'm serious. But I, again, like I said, I try to keep it positive. Yet they've worked there for years and probably will never, ever leave. Don't be this person, please, to all of you guys out there. Don't be the person that complains wants something different, but then never does any action to do it. I, I see it so many times in business owners too, where they say, hey, we want like, I'll use this as an example, 
as a radio station. Hey, we want to get younger as an audience, but we're willing to change absolutely nothing because we don't want to alienate our core audience. Well, no, that's great. I get that. But you can't then say you want more listeners or a younger audience if you're not willing to go after them and do it. So, you know, that's on a company standpoint that I just see. And I see that too with companies I reach out to where, you know, obviously they want to grow, but they just, they just don't have time. They don't, they don't have time to, to think about marketing. I, I talked to a dentist office today that I finally got to the uh, marketing person that controls it. And it's hard with dentist office because usually it's the receptionist or just, you know, some random person that they're doing it on the side and that's not their full-time gig to worry about marketing because they were, like, she said she had to hire a new receptionist. So she just had no time to talk for 10 minutes about marketing. I just, I, I can't do it right now. And she said that she had a marketing person that they're working with, although they're not running any Facebook ads at all. Okay. All right. Yeah, you got a winner there. Sorry, that was my little rant. Because I think it's ridiculous. Bullshit excuse. Don't be like, don't be a Debbie Downer. How about that? Just let's end it. We'll move on. Number 12. Get me heated. (laughs) The email overloader. Oh, great. We always love this guy, don't we? This person floods your inbox with unimportant emails. Whether it's a document relevant only to a few people in the department or yet another hilarious cute photo of their cat yes stop it please just stop it okay last one this was actually only 13 so last one and then we're gonna leave you guys i want to thank you for listening uh as always i want to hear your thoughts i want to see if you have any more to add to this list put it in the actually linkedin's a good one Obviously, you can find me at TJ Shark on LinkedIn. I, I know I've talked about that a lot uh, recently of a great place to network. And it's why I'm championing uh, not only my business and what I can offer for clients, but force for humanity. It's really important, even what we talked about today, and especially in that Debbie Downer scenario where you're complaining about things in, in your job because you're not being treated right or this or that. Only remember, only you have the power to change. Only you have the power to shift your mindset to make it more bearable there or to get the fuck out and actually do something about it. It's what I did. It's what I'm doing. And I'm so happy for it right now. Even though it's not turning out financially well for me at this moment, I couldn't be happier. So it's like Gary says, it's, it's about happiness. That's, that should be the ultimate pursuit. That's, you know, why do you want to get that job so bad because it pays so much, so then you can be happy because you can do the things that you want to do. It all is connected. So just keep that in mind. Be a, a person of action. Don't complain. Control the controllables. Thank you for my little rant. Again, share your thoughts on the Facebook group too, the exit interview. Uh, hit me up on Instagram at the Shark 216 or Orange Shark Media. Drum roll, I think I built this one up. Let's get the drum roll, please. The TMI share. The person does not have a sense whatsoever. They share embarrassing health issues, intimate details from their dates, dramatic relationship problems, you name it. HR has warned them numerous times on occasion, yet they continue to act unprofessional. That's, <laughs> you know what, I... I don't think I've really, maybe I have experienced this. I have a buddy that has a guy like this that is just like, 
Oh my God, really? I guess, you know what, I can go into some stories about sometimes I've, I've ran into this. You know what, I take that back. I have run into people at multiple stops, the TMI show, which I'm all for. Let's, hey, you know, let's talk beyond work and, and I'm all for problem solving. Let's, hey, how's the home life going? But the person that elects to share and then share a little bit too much and more and more, ugh, keep it to yourself. Keep it, uh, keep it all buttoned up. I don't know. So, uh, that's really the 13 type of characteristics, the personality types in every office. Again, if you have any to share, you know where, and I'm going to leave you folks there. Hopefully you enjoyed your week as much as, uh, or I'm sorry, your weekend as much as I did. And until next time, see you later.